Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. And welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. The new series Game of Thrones House of Dragons is underway and people online are already creeped out by the incest that takes place on that show. Yet they'll still go for it whenever it's on Pornhub hypocritical much. The new iteration of Game of Thrones is basically Pornhub, but with dragons. And with all the incest and alcohol fueled machismo in that TV show, they may as well have filmed it in Florida. The Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries is also airing and is reportedly making people uncomfortable. In other words, by watching that miniseries, they're biting off more they can chew. (laughs) It appears as though the Brothers of Italy will lead a coalition that will make Georgia Maloney the country's new prime minister, uh, making that coalition the first far-right government in Italy since World War II. Given how Benito Mussolini ended up, Maloney better hope her constituents don't get angry at her over gas prices. (laughs) 
House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says he is on a mission to protect women's sports. Of course, Kevin McCarthy is in favor of anything where large groups of women are told what to do. (laughs) The Trump campaign agreed to stop playing the QAnon music during his rallies at the request of the song's composer. Only in the United States would we produce fascists who back away from a fight with copyright infringement. (laughs) After wreaking havoc in Florida and the Carolinas, Hurricane Ian fizzled out once it got to the Mid-Atlantic, which just goes to show that even the fifth most powerful storm to hit the United States won't put up with Maryland drivers. It's just as well because no act of God would make us change our driving habits. There could be a major earthquake with severe damage, and you will find at least one guy who thinks, I can't be late for work. I know. I'll jump that chasm that's just opened up in the middle of the beltway. (laughs) Wheel of Fortune host Pat Sajak caught heat online after he posed for a photo with Marjorie Taylor Greene. In his defense, he was just trying to teach her how to spell. (laughs) it's just as well pat sajak isn't one of the new hosts of jeopardy what is a dickhead correct i'll take sellouts who pose with fascists for a thousand (laughs) lizzo played a 200 year old glass flute that once belonged to james madison it figures i play thomas jefferson's triangle and i get kicked out of monticello The rapper Lil Nas X abruptly stopped the concert so he could go to the bathroom. He said later that he was literally dropping demons, which is exactly what I call responding to college kids on Instagrams when they DM me and tell me that they know more about comedy. (laughs) And now on with the show. Please welcome Michelle Wojcikowski and Gina Brown. Hey, Michelle, hey, Gina, <laughs> welcome back, both of you. What have the both of you been up to lately? Just I was. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Dahmer because I am a huge true crime junkie, and I just I finished the fourth episode and I'm done. It's 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 way. Put it this way: I saw today that Netflix is actually coming out with um the tapes of Jeffrey Dahmer, and I've watched the tapes of John Wayne Gacy and the tapes of, you know, all, all these other serial killers. And believe it or not, the actual, that kind of stuff, the documentaries is so much easier for me to handle than this fictionalized version where they're showing you things that he did. It's just, it's just too much. But other than that, I'm doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, it's all roses and flowers. Exactly. Other than thinking of this horrific crime spree that took place, you know, when I was in high school. Yeah. Anyway. I never thought that this podcast could be more uplifting by comparison (laughs) to anything. Right. Yeah. I don't think I can watch it. I, I'm not a massive true crime a fan. I'm more of a fake crime fan. I love crime, but I don't. I don't want it to actually be real. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're like a Law and Order person. Oh yeah, and all the Chicago's and all of those and The Wire and you know every. It can be based on true. <laughs> <but>, yeah. <laughs> 
I did improv one time and this one woman I met said we were talking about true crime and she said when she goes out on dates with a guy for the first time when he's not looking she puts her fingers all over the car to make sure she's left prints and she'll pull out a piece wow. of hair and stick it somewhere in case he kills her or something wow. and I'm like I said to my husband, you can never die because oh. I cannot go out there with that. I cannot. <laughs> I mean, I have enough hair that I could keep pulling it out and leaving it in cars <laughs> all over the place. But that just, that was a little too much for me. That sounds like something I do in every single green room. Like just in case <laughs> I make the one joke. <laughs> January 6th has taught us a lot of things. For example, we now know that when Republicans say they back the blue, they mean back into law enforcement with a Blue Lives Matter flagpole. The January 6th commission faced a lot of criticism before it even aired their public findings. People thinking they're experts on what's in the committee's findings before they even know what they are. But the kind of people I get in my DMs, it's no wonder I can relate to that committee. Trump reportedly wanted people who were armed to attend his rally at the White House ellipse. So now we know that Trump thinks America was great in 1829. And joining us tonight to discuss January 6th, the commission and everything related to that, please welcome to the show, Mr. Mike Quinlan. Yay. Good evening. How are you? Doing all right, Mike. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Yep. Uh, so what are your what are your thoughts on, uh, have you been keeping up with the, the January 6th commission and everything around that? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm a little disappointed. It doesn't appear that much is going to actually get done um, before the midterm elections. Um, <clears throat> I just really want truth and justice. You know, I think the issue is you can't deny that the Democratic Party has been a little, especially here in Baltimore, has been horribly uh, inefficient relative to the constituencies. But I'm certainly not willing to uh, to sell my soul to a bunch of, uh, of racists by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I mean, I, I noticed that like you're you're pretty outspoken a lot um, on social media. Like I yeah, know a little you, bit. Like yeah, you, you were one of the first people heavily critical of uh, that I saw anyway who was heavily critical of uh, Catherine Pugh, the former mayor of Baltimore, before she got caught up in in all those scandals. So mad props to you for that, definitely. Uh, I mean, you just you know what you got to do, dude. You just got to walk the walk, right? I mean. Seriously, the, the Democratic Party in the city is terrible. But again, it doesn't doesn't mean that I'm willing to to just move to the to to the opposite side. I I'm, I'm more agnostic, I think, than anything else. I'm liberal. I'm a liberal. I'm a liberal. That's what I am. I'm just I'm kind of frustrated with all of it. And I was thinking about the other day pre prepping for this. I'm not really sure I've ever registered for as anything other than an independent. To be honest with you. I've certainly voted for Democrats. There's no doubt about that. I'm not sure if I've ever voted for a Republican. I can't really remember that, but it's been a very long time if I had. Or it was so traumatic that you just decided to put it out of your mind. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I was just Larry Hogan is an interesting character in some respects here in Maryland. I didn't realize that 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 uh, what's it called? The um, the trial for his chief of staff for forging a document is, is underway. And it's going to be a federal and I think a civil trial too. It's kind of wild. I, I didn't realize it, it, you know, I mean, he's actually what Hogan probably has an exploratory committee to see if he's a viable presidential candidate. 
he's in the right party to do it then. I mean, if it's just the one scandal versus the other, I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, unfortunately, I, I think you're, you're, you're spot on about that. I mean, it's, you know, there's not a whole lot of bathwater to throw out with this baby here. During one of the January 6th public hearings, committee vice chair Liz Cheney said, Donald Trump is a 76-year-old man. He is not an impressionable child. To which everyone else responds, that's your opinion, Liz. It was reported that upon finding out he wasn't going to the Capitol like he asked, Trump was overly upset. I had a tantrum like Trump did when he wanted to go to the Capitol once. To be fair, I was five years old and I wanted to go to Pizza Hut. In retrospect, they're both bad decisions in their own ways. In this clip from one of the hearings of the January 6th commission, we get an insight into Trump's personality through one of the White House staffers. Attorney General Barr said in an interview that the Department of Justice had not found evidence of widespread election fraud sufficient to change the outcome of the election. Ms. Hutchinson, how did the president react to hearing that news? Around the time that I understand the AP article went live, I remember hearing noise coming from down the hallway. So I poked my head out of the office. I saw the valet walking towards our office. He had said, get the chief down to the dining room. The president wants him. Mark went down to the dining room, came back to the office a few minutes later. After Mark had returned, I left the office and went down to the dining room. And I noticed that the door was propped open and the valet was inside the dining room changing the tablecloth off of the dining room table. He motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall, um, which was causing them to have to clean up. So I, I grabbed a towel and started wiping the ketchup off the wall to help the valet out. Um, and he said something to the effect of, he's really ticked off about this. I, I would stay clear of him for right now. He, he's really, really ticked off about this right now. Ms. Hutchinson, was this the only instance that you are aware of where the president threw dishes? It's not. I mean, I don't know what's more disturbing. The fact that like you have someone with access to the nuclear codes just throwing his food or the fact that we finally found a worse place for ketchup besides scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where is that? Where is Cassidy Hutchinson now? Has anybody seen her? Or is she already in hiding somewhere? If she's smart, I'm sure she's in hiding. I mean, yeah, she seems so nervous and scared. Like just even answering, I felt so bad for her. It was uncomfortable to watch. Well, here's the deal: she should have been nervous and scared, and I'm not sure, to be honest with you, that uh, that the committee protected her enough. It seemed it didn't seem like they. I, I don't know. It just seemed like they were looking for something um, sensational. Rather than that, look, I mean, we all saw what happened. We know what happened. The ironic part is the moron could have just walked to the very edge of the Capitol at the bottom steps and scared everybody rather than he should have just walked him there and pulled one of his moments and he would have 
freaked everybody out and the Democrats would have bent over and gave him everything that they wanted. But no, he let those knuckleheads. I mean, he basically told them what to do. They knew what was going to happen, man. Yeah. Yeah. Quite disappointing. With its organizational head, Elmer Stewart Rhodes on trial first edition, we get a look at the mindset of the Oath Keepers as seen in this summing up from one of the pieces of evidence. Well, Glenn, I want to talk about one of those pieces of evidence, and according to evidence presented by prosecutors. On January 8th, Rhodes told members of the Oath Keepers, quote, you all need to delete any of your comments regarding who did what. Do not chat about Oath Keeper members allegedly doing anything at Capitol. Go dark on that. Do not discuss. Let me put it in infantry speak. Shut the F up. <laughs> is DOJ using Rose's own words to make that case against him? Absolutely. You know, it, it was almost comical because together with those statements that you just quoted, um, Jonathan, the prosecutors also opened on some additional statements that Rhodes made in writing. He said to his fellow Oath Keepers, delete your self-incriminating comments. Delete your comments that incriminate other Oath Keepers and delete your comments that incriminate the organization generally. Problem is, old Elmer Stewart Rhodes didn't delete his own comments. <laughs> to get rid of the incriminating evidence. Like, I'm not going to say this is shooting fish in a barrel, but it really does feel like a strong case. Wow. Nobody said these guys were criminal masterminds. I mean, this completely erratic. Yes. Dumb, possibly. But, you know, well, okay. In that instance, yes, dumb. Yeah, but criminals are some are often really, really smart because they like toe the line. They're like really close to, you know, brilliance, but not in this case. No. No. Yeah. LOL. I forgot to delete. Right. It was like they read the book Sedition for Dummies, I think. Is that is that what he was doing? Or there was some focus placed on the defendants of the attack on the Capitol. Of course, what the commission doesn't cover. Right-wing networks are all too willing to do, as Newsmax demonstrates in this phone interview with one of the January 6th defendants. That is Ryan Nichols, uh, seen on January 6th. A protester, he served in the Marine Corps, by the way, honorably discharged after four years, but right now he's in a lot of trouble. He was arrested in January, uh, January 18th in Texas. He's been in the D.C. jail now, uh, for a long time, and he actually joined us from the phone right now. Let's ask, let's talk about uh, what's happening right now. Do me a favor. Tell us where you are right now. Set the scene. You're on phone, in jail. Where? How does it work? What's going on? Where you are right now? Right now, I am in uh, what I'd like to refer to as D.C. Gitmo, but we're in the D.C. DOC Correctional Facility, and um, it, I can only describe it as a uh, Psychologically damaging, torturous, and inhumane here. Um, solitary confinement for anywhere between 18 and 26 hours per day. Uh, if you needs two extra hours? Or they finally gave us a little bit more time out of our cells. Yeah, I mean, it was... <laughs> Look, we pointed out how Stuart Rhodes like, wasn't the brightest bulb in the bunch. In one way, this guy thinks there's like 26 or 30 hours in... A day, and, and by definition, like one of the characteristics of being a January 6th defendant 
is that like clearly they don't comprehend math that well. <laughs> or consequences. Like you, when you break the law, you go to jail. And sometimes yeah. it's, in, it's inhumane. It's awful here. <laughs> Boo hoo hoo. I know. Oh, shit. That's what jail's like. What did he you call it? Jail, DC. You go to jail and they're like, Oh, what would you like off the menu today, sir? <laughs> DC Gitmo, he called it. Only, <laughs> only a former Marine would say that. Like, <laughs> jeez. That's the funny part about Trump, though. Is actually, I'm from Philadelphia, and I remember his beginning his shenanigans with all the casinos down in, in Atlantic City, and he's always been a jerk off. Like he's always been a predator and I don't mean a sexual predator. I'm not talking about no. that, but he's always been predatory in his business dealings. Yeah. He's always been predatory in any relationships he's had. And if it wasn't for that one freaking jerk off with that stupid apprentice show, none of this garbage would have ever happened. He was on the trash heap of history. Who was that? What's that guy's name who produced that? Then he produced like, he's a big time. Oh, Mark, somebody, he did survivor too. Yeah. Like oh. that was, that that all horribles. Yeah, it's like yeah. if it wasn't for that stupid television show and people getting excited about watching somebody being a rude buffoon. I mean, if there's nothing I mean, that says America right there. Yeah, I mean he was I mean he was I'm from upstate New York and I mean he definitely did a damage did some damage in New York. Like he wasn't a nice I walk, it's funny. I walked by Trump Tower last week. I was up in New York City doing some stuff. I looked up, I was like, yeah. But I, I mean, it's not really that big a deal. Oh, he's. You know what? I guess I should have gone inside to see what it's like. Have you ever been inside Trump Taylor? I've never been in there. Oh hell no. But <laughs> no, I hear you. I, that's exactly why I didn't go in. That's exactly. But I was like, I should have went in, to, like shit on the floor or something like that. Right. I mean, yeah, there would be. Well, except for the fact that normal human being was going to have to clean it up and that. Right. 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 Hole. So. <laughs> Uh, Mark Burnett was the name of the, uh, yes. of the producer. Yep. And that's the guy. He's the guy who should have to clean his shit up on the floor. <laughs> the danger of another January 6th looms over this country as long as the forces behind it still persist. In this next clip, we get a take of far-right streamer Nick Fuentes' idea of what he feels is the best future for this country. We need to uh, have something like a white uprising, um, politically speaking, gain control of social media, maybe just get rid of Congress altogether after that happens. Here's the pathway. We have one more election where white people can make the decision. The white people got to make the right decision and then Trump's got to get in there and never leave. That, to me, at this point, is a pathway. So it's time to shut up, elect Trump one more time, and then stop having elections. Like Nick Fuentes, to me, looks like the kid... I mean, he looks like the kid who got shoved into the locker in school, as well as the kid who put him there. That, that's, I felt like I was, I was wrongly listening to like a KKK meeting. Like, did they know I was here? Wow. Is that what happens? You know, it makes me wonder if all this um, expression of racism, which and I've talked, you know, I I know I'm a white, white, white woman. So I've, I, but I've talked with, um, with, with people of color and, and they said, well, racism has always been there. And I said, but was it as blatant? And they said, 
well, you know, we can tell, you know what I mean? But, but this kind of crap that's going on where it's just, I think we need, it makes me wonder if it's because there are so many stories out there. Like for example, women technically are the majority now. Um, and that people of color are much more of a majority than they used to be. And I wonder if the rich white guys, for lack of a better way of describing them, evangelical Christian crazy Trump followers, I think that includes all of them. Um, I wonder if it's if it's the fear, the fear of losing the power, the money, you know, because when Mike was saying, suppose more people had a piece of the proverbial pie. Oh, my God. It think that about way, it. It, it has to be terrifying to them you know i remember when trump was in and he he said something like um no we're building the wall we're not but i need some my some um illegal immigrants to be able to come over so they can pick grapes in my vineyards you know what i mean you know what here's the deal with that the the economy shuts down completely at least the restaurant economy shuts down in this country if Immigrant labor doesn't come from all over. It does the restaurant. You go to any restaurant culture throughout the country, and it's built on the backbone of immigrants to come here, whether they're on short-term visas or however they get here. And the same thing is also with the construction industry. Hey, hey, you want to be a line cook? Tyler, go be a line cook. Figure out how hard it is to be a line cook. Figure out how hard it is to wash dishes for 12 hours in a really high-paced restaurant go build something no that and that's just garbage you're right though they're what are they afraid of you know what they're afraid of they're probably afraid of a holy shit we've been horrible and now these people are going to take control what are they going to do to us and hopefully nothing hopefully just want to live in peace because that's what it's all about that's what the experiment was all about or at least that's the bullshit they sold me well, there's, I mean, there definitely is the browning of uh, the world and also America because the blending and, and every, yes. it's sort of just melting in together. But I wouldn't say that it is rich white guys because the bulk of mm-hmm. the um, people supporting him are not the rich. Yes. They are the people who run this country are all small business owners and n- rarely are m- many of them rich. So, and, and the people who aren't even small business owners are just people who are barely getting by that just mm-hmm. look to him as some kind of a god. And so- And I don't get it. Well- I don't get it. That's why the thread that goes through it is 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 very racist. That's why it, it re- they can call it Christianity. They can call it patriotism. They can give it whatever name they want to give it. There's only one thread that goes through all of that. It cuts through every piece of that, no matter what, whether the economics are strong or not. It, there's one thing, and that's just supremacy. And, and, it, and it's like this guy that we just watched. It's the same thing. Like, all Trump has to do is raise the white flag, so to speak, and, you know, drop a couple of key terms and words, and that's it. It's the only thread, the only thing they have in common is this this white nationalist, this, this sort of need to kind of go back, and that's this whole go back to make it whatever again. It's that. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Gina. There's it's definitely more than just the one, the one percent. There's no doubt about it. The crazy part is though, is if you go back and you watch the movie Gangs in New York, you're like, yo, not for nothing, but Daniel Day Lewis's character, bad. That guy was bad. And it's like these people are like they would see that movie today and they'd be like, Oh, that guy's cool. We should get some tattoos of him. Right. No, yeah. but you're right. Unfortunately, you're spot on. It's well, it's well above just the one percenters. Yeah. You know, the 1% of wealth, which is completely terrifying. Yeah. Of course, the attempts to whitewash the unsavory moments of the presidency of Donald Trump aren't just for adults, as we can see in this clip. Hey, parents and grandparents, as we wait to see what's next for President Trump, Mike Huckabee's education company wants to help your kids learn all about President Trump's greatest achievements during his first term. That's why we're giving away the Kids Guide to President Trump for free. This fun Kids Guide will help your kids to understand everything President Trump has already accomplished for America. What's more, it's part of a very special gift bundle that includes a free kids magazine and a free video lesson, too. To learn more and order this free gift bundle, just visit FreeTrumpGuide.com. That's FreeTrumpGuide.com. I have a feeling they're not going to include everything about uh, the four years of Donald Trump in that uh, in that handbook. Oh. You think? You think, Tom? What do you think they'll cut? <laughs> what do you think they'll cut? That he paid off the porn star, or his real estate dealings, or his um, his wife, and how he got, you know, what was that? What was that thing? It was like the Einstein clause or something to get people their visas or their anyway um yeah i i can't imagine what they would cut from that because he was right there with his hand on the holy bible on the bible and i was like lincoln and there was no fire there was no flames coming out of the the bible that's because it was one of those fake books it wasn't a real bible it It was like it was like what you keep your money in at the house because nobody uses that book in his house you know it really is a cult. It's craziness. It's like a, it's like a sim world, but it's Trump world. It's really weird, and it's just not real. It's not real. <laughs> to sum up, Trump said during a speech in Arizona that in some places gas costs nine dollars a gallon. That would make sense if that was the price in one of the countries to which he was fleeing extradition. It would be trouble for Trump if he goes to prison, not the least of which is he needs a haircut or he will be the first former president to be traded for a carton of cigarettes. <laughs> Donald Trump's birthday was last June because of Ivanka's testimony to the January 6th commission, where she said she believed then Attorney General Bill Barr over her father. The task of popping out of Donald's birthday cake went to Tiffany instead. <laughs> Trump was quoted in 2016 as saying only mobsters plead the fifth. And look at him now, burying his first ex-wife on a golf course. Since being kicked off of most social media platforms, Trump is stuck to posting on his own safe space in what is basically a white trash right-wing mini blogosphere. That could be risky as relegating Trump and his supporters to the dark corners of the internet is the cyberspace version of when they used to lock MacGyver in a room full of common household <laughs> items. It was reported that texts from Trump aides may be missing or gone. I misheard and thought that I heard that some of his aides were missing or gone. They really shouldn't get my hopes up like that. Knowing what we know now about everything that could happen to everyone involved in the offense of January 6, 2021, we can deduce that of all the rioters, the real lucky one was Ashley Babbitt. 
not because she managed to avoid criminal prosecution, but because she managed in the time of COVID to get both her shots and her boosters in one visit. Oh, and on God. that note, and on that note, that's our show. I want to thank Michelle Wojcikowski, Gina Brown, and Mike Quinlan. <laughs> this episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Michelle Wojcikowski and Gina Brown and guest Mike Quinlan. Theme music composed and arranged by Jeroen Vandenhurek. Executive producers Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi, everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, Funny Productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.